Hey everyone, welcome to Yoga Land's Yoga Teacher Companion. I am your host, Jason Crandall, and I'm gonna tell you in backbends, I think that there are two questions that are, that are the wrong questions. I'm just gonna be really straight about that. Oftentimes, the question comes up, should we internally rotate the thighs or externally rotate the thighs in backbends? Wrong question. An even bigger wrong question, and I'm gonna rub some people the wrong way, but I'll live with this. Um, I think the other wrong question is whether or not you should anteriorly tilt your pelvis or posteriorly tilt your pelvis in backbends. I think that's really the wrong question. The right question is, how do you wanna feel in your backbends? Okay, I, I mean this honestly. There is a, there is initiating a conversation about how to do something with technique instead of desired outcome is the wrong way to go about things. The right way to go about things is to start with desired outcome and then understand there are many different techniques for many different people to get to that outcome. But if everyone applies the same technique, I promise you not everyone's gonna get the same outcome. But if instead people have various techniques and you know what outcome you're trying to get, then you can kind of grab those different techniques or those different tools, educate yourself, and then get to the outcome that you want. So as a yoga teacher, what do I want my students to experience in their backbends? Easy, evenness, equanimity, sustainability. I want you, when you do your backbends, I want me, when I do my backbends, especially as it relates to the spine, to feel like the lower back, the middle back, the upper back are all evenly participating. No one thing is over-addressed, no one thing is overloaded. So then I say to myself, if I want my students and myself to have an even, sustainable backbend that feels good top to bottom, then why would I lead with anterior pelvic tilt or posterior pelvic tilt or internal rotation or external rotation? Why would I force one of those without actually understanding, well, all of those are possible depending on the person doing the pose. So now what we need to do everyone a little bit is we need to unpack the relationship between rotation and pelvic tilt. We need to see why does this matter, okay? So why does femoral rotation affect pelvic tilt? That's the first question. And then the second question is how does pelvic tilt affect lower back, middle back, upper back, and back bends? And then the third question is how do we help our students experiment with various options so that they arrive with a happy backbend that feels even and equitable and sustainable from top to bottom, okay? So the first thing that we wanna look at is internal rotation and external rotation. I'm gonna stand up to do this. I'm gonna kinda of get cut off here a little bit, but, and this is something everyone, if you wanna do, you can certainly do. Um, I think the only reason, the only way to really understand what I'm going to talk you through is if at some point you actually do this, okay? So do it with me or do it some other time, okay? And what I'm going to show you right now is pretty empirical. Like there's, there's, not, there's not much subjectivity to what I'm going to demonstrate. So if I stand uh, with my feet hip width apart or even if I stood with my feet together, it doesn't really matter. When you internally rotate your femurs, that always creates anterior pelvic tilt, unless 
you're like holding back and forcing the other direction. And it might not be much, but one way to experiment with it is you can just take your fingertips to the hip points, take the feet hip width apart, internally rotate. So imagine that you're trying to uh, make the front of each thighs look in towards each other. And what you're gonna feel is that's gonna increase the tension, especially of the tensor fascia lata, and that increase of tension is going to tilt the pelvic rim slightly forward, okay? So the opposite is also true. So if I stand, I have my hands to my hips holding wherever, and I engage my external rotators, right? I externally, I create the action of external rotation, right? So I externally rotate the femurs. I'm gonna feel the bottom of my buttock engage, but the other thing that's going to happen is as you engage your external rotators, the pelvic rim is gonna tilt backwards a little bit over the thighs, okay? So here's the, this is, so this is why this is so important, okay? So the reason that the rotation of the femurs is a question and back bends is, and forward bends and twists and everything for that matter, but we'll just stay with back bends, is that when you internally rotate your femurs, you induce a little bit of anterior pelvic tilt. When you externally rotate your femurs, you induce a little bit of posterior pelvic tilt, okay? That's really good and important to know in and of itself. So what I would say is the question in backbends then is not do you internally rotate or externally rotate? Forget that question. That's already the reason it's the wrong question is because that's just gonna affect anterior versus posterior tilt. So now the real question is, but we're still gonna see it's the wrong question. The next kind of wrong question is, do you want the pelvic rim to anteriorly tilt or posteriorly tilt? I can, I can internally rotate the femurs if I want to induce anterior pelvic tilt. I can externally rotate the femurs if I want to induce posterior pelvic tilt. So now, which one of those do I want to do in my back bend? The answer, I think, in all situations is, it depends, but let's unpack what does anterior pelvic do, tilt to the spine, what does anterior pelvic tilt do to the spine, and why is that helpful for some? Why do some exceptional yoga teachers say, anteriorly tilt your pelvis when you do, uh, when you do back bends? And then similarly, why does, what does posteriorly tilting the pelvis do in your back bends? And why do some great teachers tell you to do that? Simple. When you anteriorly tilt the pelvis, okay? If you don't actually follow that with a hip hinge and go forward, but if you, if you anteriorly tilt the pelvis, that is going to do two simultaneous things to the spine, okay? Number one, it's gonna increase the curvature of the lumbar. It's gonna increase the lordotic curve. The lower back is gonna go into greater extension. But the other thing that that anterior pelvic tilt is gonna do is it's gonna take the thoracic spine, the mid to upper back, into greater extension. Those seem like good things, right? And for many people, they are. So what you, will, what you will find on one side is internally rotate the femurs to anteriorly tilt the pelvis. Anteriorly tilt the pelvis in your back bends because that anterior tilt helps open up the front of the shoulders and the chest. Those are very good rationale. And for many people, that works really well. That's something to experiment with. So if I were to just do that 
on my back, not even coming in, there's something to experiment with on your own, right? If you have a hard time sticking with, are you saying anteriorly tilt, posteriorly tilt, just lay on your back, knees bent, feet on the floor, take the fingertips to your hip points, and then tilt the front rim of the pelvis towards the front of the thighs. The lower back will arch more, but so will the chest. You'll start to lift and open and expand the thoracic spine, okay? Now you can do the opposite. So if you're on your back, fingertips on the hip points, if I posteriorly tilt my pelvis, so if I roll the top of the sacrum to the floor, what is that gonna do to the lower back? Well, it's gonna flatten the lower back. But what is that gonna do to the chest? Well, it's, it's also gonna drop the chest, okay? So what you're gonna find is this, everyone. When you tilt the pelvic rim towards the front of the thighs, that increases spinal extension in the lower back, in the mid back, and the upper back. And for many people, that is a good thing to do. However, when you anteriorly tilt the pelvis in a back bend, in, because you're trying to get more thoracic opening, which is a good thing, for many people, especially people with excess lumbar mobility, it compresses the lower back more than it opens the thoracic spine. It's this really, it's this really like kind of double-edged sword, everyone. So my bottom line, just to kind of review certain things. When you internally rotate the femurs, that's gonna anteriorly tilt the pelvis, okay? So if that's what you want, then here's why you want it. Because when you anteriorly tilt the pelvis, that takes the whole spine into a deeper back bend. That's good if it brings you what? Sustainability, evenness, and integrity from top to bottom. Anteriorly tilting the pelvis is a really good way to get more thoracic space. And we want that on our back bends. But here's the cut of it. Like I said, is that for many people, that anteriorly pel anterior pelvic tilt which gets into that thoracic opening, which we want, unfortunately, also for many people, creates compression in the lower back. So now we kind of say, well, what about posterior pelvic tilt? Well, the downside of anterior pelvic tilt is that for some, it gets the upper back to do what you want it to do, but it's too compressive to the lower back. With posterior pelvic tilt, the upside is if you lay on your back and you take your fingertips to your hip points and you tilt the front rim of the pelvis towards the front of the thighs and you arch the back and arch the back and arch the back and it starts to be compressed, how do you get out of that? You posteriorly tilt the pelvis. You draw the front rim of the pelvis away from the front of the thighs. You're starting to flatten out that lumbar a little bit then you come into your bridge. And in your bridge pose, if you accentuate posterior pelvic tilt, so if you lengthen your butt towards the back of your knees, and then you ground the back of the shoulders to lift the chest, the posterior pelvic tilt is not helping you expand your thoracic spine, but it is decompressing the lower back. So the upside of posterior pelvic tilt is it decompresses the lower back. And for many people, it helps them increase 
hamstring and gluteal extension. So it actually helps them work the hip extensors a little bit better. So this is where it's tricky because that posterior pelvic tilt, for a lot of people, it decompresses that lower back, but it doesn't do you any favors with expanding the thoracic spine. So this is where I tell you everyone, it's the wrong question. Anterior pelvic tilt works really well for some, but it doesn't work well for others because that anterior pelvic tilt, it expands the chest, but for some people it compresses the lower back. So is your back bend even? No. Similarly, posterior pelvic tilt works really well for some because it decompresses the lower spine and they can get that thoracic expansion otherwise. They can ground the back of the arms and get it elsewhere. But are you gonna get your deepest, most expansive thoracic opening when you do posterior pelvic tilt? No. So let's finalize and say, well, what was the right question? The right question is not what technique should you apply. The right question is, what are you trying to feel by applying the technique? And if you know that answer, which is to feel spacious and even, and you have integrity, lower back, middle back, upper back, they're even, then here's the answer. Experiment with those options. Feel what degree of those things and what combination of those things helps you feel the way you wanna feel. Don't be locked into a technique. I don't care what book it was read, you read it in, I don't care what teacher training you read it in, Understanding the concept of how the rotation of the femurs affects pelvic tilt and how pelvic tilt affects the spine, that's really important to understand. But then giving people a range of those things and say, okay, let's experiment with anterior pelvic tilt and our back bends today. Let's see how that feels on our back. Another day, let's experiment with posterior pelvic tilt in the back bends. Let's see how that feels in the back. Now, as you've kind of experiment with both ways of working this, what in your own individual body, which one of those options feels the best for you? And I can almost guarantee it, everyone, that if you experiment with this and you experiment with your students, you will find a sweet spot. You will find a sweet spot of how the thighs rotate and how the pelvic tilt so that in your body, you feel even. Are you gonna end up with the most dramatic backbends one way or another? That probably comes with how long you've been practicing yoga and the body you were born into. But can you make the body that you were born into as a yogi now feel even in your backbends by experimenting with these things? Yeah. So get on the mat, see how it feels, and while you're at it, before you're at it, subscribe, like, share with anyone you think that this is gonna be helpful for, um, and I'll see you in the next episode.